Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is E-Double. Their name is PJ Harvey. Let's go. Mama told me. Yeah. Black Paisley. Mama told me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Mama told me. One day I'ma grow up big and I'ma be a king. And my papa told me. It's okay to say what shit hurts. Don't forget your dreams cause they'll get you through this. So-called life they call living but I call it strange. And I bet I'll do it. Cause I'm on my way. It's strong enough that yeah. I can shake the pain. I'm back from my on live on location podcast that I did last week, Gary. Took me all this time to travel back. I talked to all seven people who listened to that podcast and they were uh, very, very well pleased with it. I know they, they were impressed with my uh, producer production skills. Well, I'm sure the fuck not. (laughs) You've not proven yourself to me. It. It is the curse of this podcast that we cannot do a good live show on. It sounds great. Like, if you're listening now, just sit back and relax. Listen. This is going to sound great. Use this Amazing. as ASMR. Yeah, we'll put you to sleep. We'll, I'm, we do a little bit of humming at some points. A little bit of chanting. We're going to play Kid Rock's video of him shooting up uh, cases of Bud Light later. And then... I have been relishing in the TikTok videos of all the people that are dissing Bud Light and then like going to their Coors Light people now. And then it shows all like the pride commercials from Coors Light and all that shit. <laughs> like it's it's so good. Because if you really want to show Bud Light, if you really want to show them, buy 15 cases of their beer. And then just shoot it. Don't even drink it. Just they shoot don't care. it. That's the thing. Blow they don't care up. if you drink it or not. That's right. They just know. want that off the shelves. Anyway, shout out this to... This podcast uh, brought to you by Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> that makes oh. me more likely to go out and buy a Bud Light this weekend. I don't American think so. Light lager. I you've do have a lager. Anti, you've been anti-Bud Light forever. Yeah. Well, I, I told you I did a... a, a, a cheap beer taste test and Miller Miller light one, at least for me. Um, it was like by far the best, including we had two craft options in there. Craft loggers. I wish through, I had the Brock Lesnar sound clip. Of, we also threw Colt 45 in there and two zigzags, baby. That's all we need. <laughs> anyway, this is oh, the beers. And beers be show. That's David. I'm Gary. Yes. I was I was ready to go. Okay, I was I traveled last week. I came back refreshed, ready to go. David's like, you know what? I'm busy, and I was like, maybe you're you're not built to have kids to think yeah. whatever it is in your life is busy. The busy that I dodge just to make this happen, not pat myself on the back or anything like that. You have the neighbor watch the kid, watch your kid. I that's what iPads are for. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I did get to travel last week, David. And as a man who's traveled a lot. Yeah. Did you ever get into like a group? First of all, met a TikTok celebrity. Okay. Was it me? Uh, no. Oh. No, it was a legit, legit who? minted Justin Nunley. I don't know who that is. Yeah, you do. Is he going to be on Dancing with the Stars? 
No. Oh, then he's not that famous. Um, he's got like six million followers, and I saw him. Wow. He's all by himself, right? And I'm like, hmm. Did you know who he was? Like, where did you see him? At the airport in Dallas. Okay. So he's sitting there just chilling by himself, and I'm like, either he's an asshole and nobody wants to talk to him, or B, very, nobody, very likely, nobody knows who he is. B. Yeah. So I just went up to him. Like I just got off the plane. He's he wore the same terminal. Legit, just posted up by himself. I said, um, "I said, hey man, you look a lot taller on TikTok." <laughs> Which Abby found that to be very offensive. Like I just, yeah. but as men, like you got to break that. Like I'm no, I'm not what a fanboy. But and he laughed, so we were cool. Shook. I didn't get a picture or anything. I'm not. I'm not that cool, but. Yeah. Um, I would rather but, not get a picture when I meet people. I actually, yeah. so when I used to work at a vitamin shop, I met a bunch of famous people. People, famous people apparently buy vitamin, a lot of vitamins. Stormy Daniels. Like I met, uh, no, Bill Bellamy. Remember him? Comedian. Um, yeah. John Cena came in. You didn't even see him. You couldn't. No, have. I couldn't see him. And the, the guy who was my manager was like, there's no way that's natural. Normal people don't look like that. <laughs> I was like, you know who that is? He's like, no. It's like that's that's like one of the dun, one dun, of the biggest dun, pro press. Uh, also, Brodus Clay. I don't know what I his know name is now, but he's a wrestler. Uh, Tyrus, I think his name is. Oh yeah, he's on. Uh, he's the uh, he's on Fox News all the time now. Apparently, um, uh, Alex Blair from Edward Sharp and the Mag- Magnetic Zeros. I, I don't know who that's. That's a seatless celebrity at best. Yeah. He was a band, a, a band that I really like. Um, and there was one other person. I can't remember. The one Bill Bellamy, I didn't know who he was until we had like a, a rewards program. And then he like gave me his phone number. I typed it up. I was like, oh, you're Bill Bellamy. <laughs> Damn, bro. It's like, I knew I knew you from somewhere. Did you say that? Last comic standing. <laughs> no, last comic standing. I but is there was, a... like I'm I'm like a I don't know I'm I'm a a comedy fanboy like yeah, yeah. like I would get it. more excited about meeting like kind of like B and C level celebrities like like a Mike Birbiglia or yeah I mean Bert Kreischer is like borderline A list now but he, mm-hmm. I would get excited meeting him or I've met him Nate Bargatze who is basically me if I was a comedian we're the same guy. Um, is is there a etiquette to hanging out at the airport? Because I feel I had a pretty decent uh, time before my flight, just hanging out Dallas Fort Worth, big airport, big complex. You know, yeah. What's the What's the move, man? What's like the go to move when you just got time to kill and you're at the airport? I usually go find a beer. If it's after nine a.m., I just go to the best place with the most likely to have some halfway decent beer. Did that, but then after, especially if I'm on the company's dime, then I had like um, three hours to kill. <laughs> then you drink more beer. That's usually I had what to I drive do. when I got off the plane. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Dallas, so, uh, to, Dallas to, to Kentucky's not that far. <laughs> you don't have time to sober up. Let me tell you, it was <laughs> it was advertised as a two hour flight, and it was about two hours from from Louisville to there. Yeah, we made it back in an hour fifteen. Yeah, you usually go 
faster going west to east. You get that tailwind going. And it was the last flight of the night, and I think the dude was like, hammer down. He's like, I'm going to turn the lights off. Or you'll not get any announcements till we're about to land. Enjoy your flight. <laughs> Pedal to the metal. Nice. That's always good, too, when they're, they're like, because you're like, yeah, you know they can go fast. Like, you can go faster than. Yeah, I mean, is there a speed limit on planes? There should not be. <laughs> but I'll say this. So, get off the plane. This is my This is my trip story. Get off the plane. I've got time to kill. Like I'm there the day before the conference starts the next morning. So I've got all night. Yeah. Get off the plane, do what I'm with. He's like, Hey, let's go to the liquor store. I'm like, cool. Let's go. We walked. It wasn't a very far walk. So we walked to the liquor store from the airport or from the hotel, from the hotel. We got an Uber. Like we were in Fort Worth. We flew into Dallas, drove out to Fort Worth, like 30 minutes. So we checked in the hotel. No, nobody's really there yet. We walked to the liquor store. Got, got plenty of steps in for the week. <laughs> so we go into the liquor store. Dude, I'm with wants um, cigars. Schnapps. Oh, okay. No, he's wanting cigars. And sounds like they a good had guy. Buffalo Trace cigars. There you go. And I was like, he's like, I've never seen these in Kentucky. I was like, I've never. And they also had. <laughs> As they should, fireball cigars. Yeah. Which was probably like the cinnamon stick. Anyway, so we go to the bourbon section, right? And it's it's I mean, we're in what is it, East Texas? Any North bourbon Texas. you wanted, really. So we're looking at the bourbon selection and the prices are wonky, dude. Like, for instance, bottle Woodford Reserve. I just priced it today, right? Yeah, like forty five alert. I'm having Woodford Reserve. Yeah, it was 43 bucks here, 30 bucks in Texas. Okay. Cool. Weller Green Label, right? Which retail here is 30 bucks. It's 40 bucks. Okay. That's weird like that five. it's more expensive than the Woodford. Oh, it gets better. So, <laughs> regular Buffalo Trace. Okay. $25, $25 normally. $70. Jeez. You think that's just the name thing? Like it has to be, has to be just the, they don't know what it is. Yeah. They just randomly price stuff. Like, yeah. here we go. We'll, we'll see. We'll just put, just put a number on there. We'll see if someone buys it. If not, we'll change it. Yeah. Shout out to Drizzly. I was going to order some stuff off Drizzly, but I could just walk there. So I didn't, didn't yeah. do that. I had my first Whataburger. What'd you think? It is equally as good as Hardee's. Yeah. That's what I would put. I would put Whataburger in like the mid tier. Yeah, it's it wasn't like it's not gourmet. Yeah, you know, In and Out is definitely the best. You had In and Out before. In and Out is better than Whataburger. Yes. Shake Shack. Have you had a Shake Shack before? I was gonna have Shake Shack at the airport, but they're up there. They're they're all over the place now, though. There's one in. uh, There's one in Louisville. There one. I ended up going to. my meal upon arrival was TGI Fridays. I don't know if you've heard of this little establishment. Yeah, it's a local place. Little, just little. They're serving uh, shit. What was the name of the beer? The Texas beer, red something. Oh, uh, um, dang it, red, red Dog. I don't know. No, Texas is Lone Star. Yeah, that's their their like cheap beer. And as far as going to. Like an industry event, you know, yeah. that has a catered lunch. This was the best. They had a full 
fajita bar. Nice. I've never that's that's solid. That you know normally you get like like a bar dried out baked chicken. Yeah, and like some nasty vegetables and a piece of cheesecake. What was the most exotic topping they had on the on the fajita bar? Pineapples. Really for fajitas? Yep. Never had it. I didn't. I had just peppers, onions, chicken. But then they had then they had the chicken. But you like dried chicken? They had queso. Sour cream, guacamole. Did I charge you extra for guacamole? It was, I, bro, you are me. I said that in, while I was in line. I was like, y'all know it's extra for the guac, right? We're not over everybody's head. Of course, I'm still one of the youngest people in the crowd. Yeah. And so I did, I had, I, I had a good hour and a half standing Did you become a Cowboys fan when you were there? No. And I, I, I talked a lot of shit about, um, Kentucky, being from Kentucky, the Kentucky Wildcats being the Dallas Cowboys of college basketball. They kind of are. Yeah. They, so not to get too into this, but with um, UConn winning the the NCAA tournament, people were talking about like, what's your Mount Rushmore of college basketball programs? And I think Kentucky's kind of fell off of that top four. Like Mm. people were saying. Longevity? I don't think so. People are saying North Carolina, Duke, no. Duke. Kansas, fair, and then uh, a lot. A lot of people said UCLA, but they haven't won anything since the nineties. Um, fair. Who who was the other one? Maybe UConn. UConn's won four and four championships in the past like twenty years. They've been good for basically, and like the most underrated, like kind of just longevity really good team for a long time anyway but did, Kentucky did you get into the women's tournament at all did you get into the Caitlin i actually Clark did drama? to the well ohio state women made it to the elite eight so did the Caitlin, cardinals caitlin clark yeah that was they almost 10 million people watched the uh the women's women's final the one so the, the game before that south carolina or and uh not South Carolina, Ohio State and Yukon. Like four point eight million people watched that one. It was the most watched women's college basketball game of all time. And then three like a week later, double that. <laughs> so that's crazy. That it is crazy. Yeah. Um anyway. I'm still not a huge fan. Of women's basketball? Yeah. I will tell you what I like. I do like a lot better than. I, like, than, I don't think I know. Caitlin Clark's a baller. So oh, shout she out is. to her, but yeah. I mean, but she couldn't take us, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that. You say that because you have to eat those words. Um, Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Shout Game out to horse, Caitlin Clark. So. Big, big shout fan. out, Kate, big fan of the podcast. Of course, that would be the last thing I would want to play her in. I'd be like, let's go one on one. That way you can back her down. At least you definitely you. Yeah, I just want to see her physicality on. Probably taller than you. (laughs) Probably. How tall do you think she is? I don't know. I don't know. Caitlin, Um, let's see, guys. I've got sad news to report. Taller than you. I, upon my return from my trip, the next thing I was looking forward to was the Buffalo Trace Single Barrel Select. 
Yeah. I thought for sure. I didn't know the whole process. So I watched this live stream and it really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. It, there was over 200,000 entries for 54 <laughs> barrels. That's crazy. And they drew 32 regular Buffalo Trace barrels and they drew 22 premium barrels. Okay. And so I, you, and they, they called it out by number. So you had to have your number. Our number, I say ours, Dave was going to be a part of my team. 33,000, I'm sorry, 34,414. This play, okay. th- this is important. 34,414. Okay. So. But you had more than one entry, right? But I it was all eight. the same number? I had, yeah, all the same number. Eight okay. entries. Okay. They feel two. So for each one, uh, for the Buffalo Trace, they feel two barrels full of entries. Okay. So I go through the first thirty-two. Don't even, not even close, like nothing. Which I was, I wasn't mad about because I was like, hey, I'd rather get the chance to win the premium. And they had, uh, they invited some single barrel select members there. I think if you're in the top, it goes. It's like chronological order, right? So if you're the first person to enter, your number's one, right? Okay. So we're the 34,000 and there was up, I think the highest number that won was in the 50,000s. So, so there's a, there's a crowd and they're making cocktails and they do, they did like 16 at a time. They cut to, uh, to the charity. They raised over $200,000 for the Ronald McDonald house. Shout out to that. I, I want wholeheartedly approve that. Uh, then they come back, they were, they made a cocktail and blah, blah, blah. blah. So anyway, gets down. To the last 11 right yeah i think it was probably the third one in and it's the dude from neat the uh fuck i forgot his name freddie freddie yeah freddie's drawn and he pulls out he said oh it's my it's my favorite number number 359 crowd loses their shit somebody in the crowd was there <laughs> Wow. When I tell you they flipped their table, they flipped their fucking table. <laughs> like it stopped. The whole stream kind of stops. They're, I mean, they're, they're, everybody's jumping, screaming. Fuck, I was excited. <laughs> 359. So I'm excited. Next number. Three. Four. Four. Bro, I'm I'm about to fucking, I'm about to jump out a window. I'm like, oh my God, we fucking won. Like, I just need two more numbers. One, four, one, four. And he says zero. And that was it. I was like, oh, dude, my heart's beating. I'm like, I just thought I won the lottery. The next number, three, four. I was like, oh, fuck, is this has got to be. <laughs> Wouldn't it? So it was three, four, four, zero. Like 30, like not even 34,000, 3,400. Yeah. Yeah. 3,440. Uh, <laughs> so you had a whole nother number. <laughs> yeah. I, but, Bro, Not even the right number of digits. That's your four numbers in. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't. I was hanging on every number that he called off. Like I'm like, yeah. <gasps> oh well, didn't win it. Maybe but next year. how did you no. get entries again for that? You get an entry for every year you've been in, and then uh, I did a couple surveys, and and I thought everybody had to do this, but you have to rank what bourbon are your favorite bourbons. Okay, and I got an entry for that. 
Oh. Turns out if you didn't rank the bourbons that you wanted, they just put put you in the Buffalo Trace one. Oh, gotcha. So next opportunity for the beers and beards, private select is in July. Oh. So so they do it every couple of months. I thought it was once a year. It was once a year, but the demand is so high for it, and they've and they've upped the production so much there. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of upping production, uh, we talked about this a few weeks segue. ago, Gary. Um, but they the phase out of Kentucky's bourbon barrel tax is official. Passed. And it's passed, but it protects funding for specifically for schools and fire districts and. That was important because I think that there would have been a big uproar if <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, hey, this is how much how much money is it?" Uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, the, the issue. But the hand... interesting thing is that it the the amount that was raised before has to be covered by the distilleries. So the barrel tax will start phasing out in 2026 and full removal in 2043. Uh, calls for the bourbon industry to fill funding gaps for schools and fire once 2026 phase phase out starts. And the cities yeah. and counties that also benefited from the tax benefited from the tax do not have those safeguards. Mm. They had to do something. The whole our legislature's been pushing since COVID like money for teachers and they and they've not approved anything for teachers. Yeah. And so if they, like, they had to put that in there, just my, I'm not a political person, but common sense would take, so it wasn't just another kick on the teachers or on the educational system. Last year, the industry paid nearly $40 million in barrel taxes, about three times the amount in 2014. Uh, At the state level, it's five cents per hundred dollar of assessed value that they pay. Taxes are doubling every six to seven years. Bro, anyway, yeah, so it's phased out, but yeah, the the bourbon industry. So, as the bourbon industry grows, then hopefully you'll see that go to schools and fire districts. See that that increase. It's good. I think it's good to to for the growth of the bourbon industry to to not try to hamper and stymie as much of that growth as possible, and to find that like yeah. balance of like, you know. Where if, where if it, you if you pull back the curtain though they're getting taxed in like triplicate you know no no different than you and I you know we yeah. get taxed our money gets taxed before we get it when we spend it when we just you know it's just right. uh, I think I think Is our it, tax yeah. codes I'm I'm gonna have to get Trump's attorney to, or uh, accountant to help me out with my money this, this specific uh, tax was the barrel tax just on the tax or just on the barrels that they have sitting and aging. Um, not yeah. what is sold, not what is pr- actually produced, but because then you play because you pay tax on that too. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's nuts. Uh, it, it's a good thing though. Like you you want that industry that's pumping. So, Buffalo Trace is hiring a shit ton of people right now. True story. Yesterday morning, shout out Jerry Handy, my boy. We, we've got uh, he was wanting to book a distillery tour now. Yeah. They close, you get like one day a month to book, right? Yeah. Yesterday was that day. Booking started at 9 a.m. So I was like, hey, I'll help you. You get on your computer, I'll get on mine. Clock strikes nine, I log on, gone, gone. The whole month of May, fucking yeah. gone. I was like, oh, <laughs> dude. 
So I'm manipulating numbers, or whatever. I finally, we finally get him one. Not the day he wanted, but we we finally found one, and it's all gone. So I'm doing a little research, and and I think, I think this will have to change too. But there's a uh, Facebook page that's what's what's Buffalo Trey selling today. I think it's the name of it, something yeah. like that. And it's daily people. I'm talking five, six hundred people at eight o'clock in the morning lined up to get into Buffalo Trace. And you got to think about this too. You can only buy one of the yeah. premiums, right? So and you can only buy each one every three months. Is that what every it is? ninety days. Ninety yep. days. Yeah. So say you you could you drive to Kentucky. You go to Buffalo Trace. They sell E. H. Taylor, Eagle Rare. Blanton's and Weller, right? Those are the four premiums that are on rotation and they do it every other day or, you know, they change every day. So yeah. you, you come for four days, you buy those four bourbons, you're, you're good for 90 days. So these are new people coming in like right. that all the time. Yeah. I'm I wouldn't gonna, be surprised uh, to see it go to, you can buy one of the four <laughs> every 90 days. Well, I think. Cause it's not. Here's it, the caveat yeah. though. Here's the caveat. If you book a tour, you're guaranteed uh, yeah. uh, to buy the allocation. They, those rules still apply, but to ensure people are booking these tours to ensure that they get to go to the tasting and, yeah. and do all that. Yeah. I think it need. I mean, I know that it's, they, they want, it's that again, like making, trying to make it fair for everyone, right? Like what's the, What's the fair way to do it? Because I think that they, their real goal is not to sell bourbon at their distillery. I mean, they, they want to sell it at their, with their partners. I mean, they, they, they even tell you like, that's why we limit the amount of bourbon you can buy here because we want you to go buy it from all the, the liquor stores that are our partners that have supported us through, you know, the good times, bad times, all the times. And that's how we keep, you know, we can't set, we can only sell so much from here. Right. And if, if these places don't survive, then, you know, where it's going to hurt them. Like it, yeah. it, it benefits them to have healthy, you know, retailer partners as well. Well, um, not, not retail partners. There's well distributors, but distributor but, partners. Yes. Yeah. Because they made that very clear when they, so they went through the whole thing on the SBS is if you win, how do you get that? They're like, we can't just send you your winnings. Like we can't give you the bourbon. You will not receive the bourbon from Buffalo Trace. Yeah, it has to, it has to go. It has to go through a uh, a retailer. So it was interesting, but yeah. So yeah. we tried to book. Like he got lucky, but I, I was sitting there in awe. Like it's nine oh two, and they're all booked. And I've been, you know, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I need to go but back that's it's Buffalo made me Trace. thirsty. Makes me want to go to some other places though. Like Buffalo Trace is awesome. I've been to Buffalo Trace and Maker's Mark. Makes me want to go to some of the other, some of the other ones. Like I will say this: a very a smaller one, but I was just there two weeks ago. Booming, they're all booming. Their their tours are booked too. Is none other than the selection I'll be having tonight. Woodford Reserve, but Gary, you say you've already had Woodford Reserve. I have. Yeah, but while at the distillery, I was buying a uh, a bottle for engraving. They're like, "Which bottle do you want?" I was like, "I'll just take the." They're like, "We can't do the double oak." I was like, "That's fine." Like, which what? Which one do you want? I was like, I, "Just give me the regular Woodford Reserve." They said, "Which one?" 
I said, fuck, I don't know. I said, just the regular one. <laughs> she said, sir, we have, you know, the, the Woodford bourbon, we have Woodford rye, and we have Woodford weeded. And what kind of bourbon does your boy enjoy, David? What, I didn't, Woodford weeded? Woodford weeded. I've never seen that. That's why I didn't make the comment. I was like, well, I don't, where does it say weeded on it? It's, it says Kentucky straight wheat whiskey. Oh. And it's it's a different color. I've never seen the, that. the the labels a different color. Well, there you go. See, that's I why was I wondering. Like, I, mean, I was like, that's yeah. just regular Woodford Reserve. No, no, I got to do. I got anyway, to switch it up sorry, for the boys I here. Uh, yeah, I would I would have been more. Uh, all right, straight. Which one? Hold on. Uh, Kentucky straight wheat whiskey. I don't even see it on there. A oh, wheat whiskey. Oh, it is a different color. Got the the Kentucky Derby bottle coming out now too, because the bourbon whiskey is like a tan color, yeah, on the label. This is like a maroon. So I've got uh, bottle twenty six eighty. It's ninety okay. proof, which is right right the sweet spot. Um, there's no aging on here. I'm gonna say it's two to four years old. But this, you will go to our show notes. You'll see a link which I sent David now. Uh, the old link for our Amazon music is no longer click the link in the show notes to get three free months of Amazon music. That's what all the kids are listening to these days. Amazon. I didn't know that. I didn't, I yeah. thought Spotify was, was it. And apparently it's Amazon. Amazon music. Yeah. How many months? Three, three right now. Wow. What a deal. Nothing, also, nothing to you. It means everything I, to us. Side note before I do this, I had a Texas bourbon shout out. Danny Ramon, my boy okay. Danny Ramon. It was called in uh, Texas while you were there. Yes, local. He, he yeah, he's local there. He brought me. Oh, I can't forget what it's called now. Steel Austin. <laughs> Steel Austin. Yeah, that sounds like a porn star name. He he brought me. And this is a true Southern gentleman. He brought a bottle for me to bring home. Oh, Still Austin. S T I L L. Yeah, not well, steel. Said, steel not Austin. Steel. Steel Austin is a good porn name. Still Austin. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> um, that'd be like a, a Chode Thomas. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, so he brought a bottle for me to bring home, which I sent with a, a a comrade who was driving back, and I've not picked it up yet, or I'll show you the bottle. Okay. It was like a hundred and sixteen proof. Wow. But it had right. a, it had it was like the you know it tasted fine. You know what I mean? It tasted yeah. fine. But this, I don't know if you can see how that coats the glass. There's something about weeded bourbon and the way it coats that glass mm-hmm. just makes my mouth drizzle. <sighs> so good, David. Wheat as the dominant grain. So this isn't. Is it not bourbon? It's wheat whiskey, right? I don't know. It says Kentucky. I would assume it's bourbon. Does it say Kentucky straight wheat whiskey? Yes. Then it's not bourbon. Because this one says 52% wheat. What? 20% malt, 20% corn, 8% rye. So it's not bourbon. Bourbon has to be at least... 51% 50, 51% corn. corn. So it's not bur- Uh oh. Fuck it. We'll try this wheat whiskey. 
anyway, it's still produced in Kentucky. Woodford Reserve, a very known brand owned by Brown Foreman. Turns out, I think I think if you look at the history of Woodford Reserve, it uh, it, it's from the nineties. It's not that old. Yeah, it's a newer one. All right, here we go. Get you uh, three months of Amazon Music. Drink you a little wheat whiskey. What do you think? I don't like it. <laughs> goes down, doesn't go, does it go down easy? Seems like it goes down pretty easy. It goes down easy, but it's got a funky taste to it. Is it eighty proof? What's the proof on 90. it? Ninety. Ninety. It's proof. not that hot. Too much wheat. I don't know what it is. It's almost like the aromatic spice, uh, cinnamon and cedar on the nose with cooked. I do. I I, actually, yeah, it's got a little, you know, little cooked fruit, apple, pear, banana. That's also no fucking apple, pear, banana. That's that's a popular baby food. uh, Apple, pear, banana. All right, let me let me (laughs) finish this off. I think that. uh, You see how dark it is? Like, yeah. Is it a uh, deep amber color? Yeah, I mean. I literally think that the, that the, the bourbon people go to ba- go to the baby food aisle, and they're like, "Hey, how are we going to describe this bourbon? <laughs> what's what's new in the baby food world?" Because this here here it's got a burnt. That's what it is. It's like a burnt taste. Mm. It's spicy. not. I mean, is it spicy applesauce and toasted coconut? It's not. No, it's not. There's no, very little Kentucky hug. Those notes and live and. Earthy mint and co- cocoa nib mix. Are you reading baby food descriptions? No, this is literally what the- <laughs> we should do. That's going to be a new thing that bourbon we're gonna notes do. or Gerber. Yes, that I'm literally going to do that. That would be a fun game. Is it, does this describe bourbon or does this describe baby food? <laughs> now, let me be fully transparent. I was super pumped for this. Yeah, and I don't think like. This was $39. It's not as good as regular Woodford Reserve. It might, I don't even know that it'd be a great mixer. I don't know. I mean, if that's it, it's a taste for somebody. It's just not a taste for me. It's like, you know, I like the char, the oak. I like that flavor. This is like a burnt. Mm, toasted? Like, like no, like not burnt. Like, burnt. like. Mm. You left it on the grill too long. Uh-oh. Robbed the jewelry store and told him, make me a grill. <laughs> so I'm going to have to recoup some of this money, David. And I, right. There's only one way I know how to do this. What's that? We're going to go to Augusta and we're going to wear fireball jackets. <laughs> the Masters every year, it's always one of my favorite. Like, I, I enjoy watching golf. I play a little bit of golf. I'm not, I'm not great, but. Well, if your Masters, boy Phil ever gets out of the damn hospital. That's right. Um, so if you're going to the Masters this year, Fireball will pay you a thousand dollars to show up to Augusta a with a unit, baby. Fireball themed jacket. Will they so even they let you win. in? I feel like they wouldn't even let you in wearing that. Like you'd have to hide it. You'd have to stuff it in your pants or something to put it on later. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like out. it's yeah. too classy of a joint. Like they didn't even let women in there till like two years ago. Right. <laughs> they gonna let you wear a Fireball jacket? We <laughs> Marlboro, hit me up. Two grand. And I'll come as the Marble Man. Yeah. Um, it says, uh, yeah. 
Pay 10 fans $1,000 to wear custom Masters inspired Fireball Red Jacket in Augusta, Georgia. Are we talking suit Instead jacket, green sport jacket? coat jacket? It's like a sport coat jacket. Yeah. They got the picture on here. Click on the link in the show notes for it, for it and uh, you can see what it looks like. But yeah. Um, you got to enter. Oh, you got to enter before March 29th. Sorry. Already passed. If you've entered and you get picked, I want to see you in this coat. Yeah, I do want to see. I'm going to, I'll look for men's warehouse exclusive fireball jacket for $3.99. (laughs) I don't, bro, (laughs) I get the guerrilla marketing strategy there. Yeah. But if, is that going to encourage anybody to drink more fireball? Do you think? Uh, maybe. I feel like Fireball is one of those things that a surprising number of people like it. Like I people, like it. I'll, it I'll definitely like, it. like people that are older than me. That I'm. I always thought Fireball was like that when I was in college. It was it was popular with college kids. But it so actually, it's cheap. It's cheap. It's, listen, you chew big red gum. No, I don't like. I don't like like that fire cinnamon. I like cinnamon, but I don't like like the spicy. Um, like you know, the spicy. Artifi- artificial yeah, cinnamon taste. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I'm down for it. I like big red gum, but I also, yeah. I, if I would never buy a bottle of fireball per se, but I would buy like a 12 pack of the airplane bottles. Yeah. Um, I saw those at a, I was at party source the other day, which I got your tasting kit. So oh, did you get it? I told you t- yeah. you didn't. You never responded to me. Listen, I know I forgot. Talking to David is like I'm like, hey, I'll Venmo you. <laughs> get us a couple of those. We'll we'll do it for the podcast. I was distracted. I was at Party Source. There's so much you, stuff there. You text me first. I I, it's not like I was asking you out of the <laughs> random blue sky. Like, hey, go to Party Source and hey, go to hey while you're there. Hey, I I my spotty sense tells me you're at Party Source. Get that tasting. <laughs> did you get the weeded one? Yeah, they had a lot of different ones. Um, yeah, they had a. I'll, I took a. It picture. was new riff, right? Yeah, they had a new riff one. They had well, this one is different brands. It's not just uh, new riff. They had a they had a specific new riff one. Um, they had weeded weeded bourbon, which is what I got. Um, and I meant to bring it up here. I would tell it because it I says see all a the full ones. Proof one. Yeah, there's a there's a single barrel tasting kit one. There is a world whiskey tasting, so it's not all uh not all bourbon there is a um bottled and bond tasting set and i thought they had oh here they are barrel aged gin bottled and bond buffalo trace japanese whiskey which i might get the japanese whiskey one because i'm curious about japanese whiskey new riff single barrel aged rum rye whiskey smoky scotches weeded whiskey and world whiskey so they got a lot of different options and it gives you like the tasting kit i don't know if it tells you oh it tells you on the bottle which one's which so you can you can definitely blind them like not look at it or or cover them up or whatever um but i i, I want to try it with with not knowing what each one is and do kind of a blind taste because there's a couple in there that we we hadn't tried yet or you haven't tried nice. yet um anyway so, also, when I was at Party Source, one of the reasons I went is because I wanted to find this new beer. Um, that just Hell yeah. Drink so, up, baby. <laughs> so, I said I was going to have a lager. Um, in, and I'm, I'm going to um, talk about it, but Christian Moorline um, has new owners. 
Christian Morline is probably the the one of the biggest names in terms of Cincinnati beer. They've been around forever. They were the first uh, American craft beer to pass the German purity law, uh, Reinheitsgebot, which is uh, the German purity law for beer, which means that beer can only contain water, hops, yeast, and malt. Um, it passed in 1982. And they've gone through some rough times in the past few years. They've had a couple different owners, um, people who had no idea what the hell they were doing with the brand. And they have new owners now. And John Richardson is the owner. And he is reviving not only the Moreline brand, but also Hootapole and Little Kings. Um, and they relaunched uh, Christian Moreline just recently with just two two beers, a lager and Hefeweizen. And I've got the lager here tonight. Um, also go to MMAMcKinney.com. I've got an article up about kind of the, the, the relaunching and the rebranding of the, of the beer. And I'm also going to talk to um, the new, own, new I think he's the CEO, COO of the uh, Senbev, which is the parent company, um, as they relaunch. And they're, they're revamped, they're, uh, they're opening up a tap room, they're, they're uh, renovating these historic breweries in Cincinnati. All that to say, awesome for Cincinnati beer. Uh, as people are, are preserving history for, um, you know, for, for many years to come, definitely something that's, that's much needed. Um, but they relaunched, uh, the, the original lager. Um, and this is, um, just a very, you know, straight down the middle ger- traditional German lager, uh, that was kind of the modern version of what would have been produced, uh, in Cincinnati and over the Rhine by Christian Moreline back in the 1800s. So that's why I wanted to, to try it. Uh, beer each week is brought to you by Rivalry Brews. Use code BEERSBEARDS10 for 10% off your order. Uh, they got some fresh beers out there now. Um, but yeah, this is a Christian Moreline lager. Definitely very clean. Um, tastes like that. You know, just a throwback beer. Like, get a little bit of sweetness, maltiness, not too hoppy, easy drinking. Like, if you want something like, hey, I'm just going to like come home after work. Come home after work, grab a beer to drink. <laughs> and uh, this, is, this is the one that, that I would drink. 4.9% alcohol by volume. And uh, yeah, so here's the can, Gary. I don't know if you saw. This is the the super new... clean, super yeah. normal. I like it's it. It's no Ron guys can. Yeah, it uh, and it tells you right in the middle, lager. That's what it lager. is. Lager. So I like that Boston lager. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm I'm really excited to see what what they do in the next few years with the the Moreline brand, Little Kings, Huda Pole. They also own a, a brand called Burger. Um, I feel like their breakout time is, and this is based on my couple experiences at Oktoberfest, but like everybody at Oktoberfest had a hootie pole. Yeah. Like that's the time. I don't know. I feel, and it's, it's April now. Yeah. We do Bachfest here. That's a big thing in the spring. Similar to. We'll just call it Oktoberfest junior. Ice breaking of, uh, we get out of the, (laughs) the, the crazy winter. Um, so yeah, there, there's always that time is a, and that's more of a celebration of Bach beer, but also everything else. So 
Can you hear that? What are you doing? I'm pouring, I'm pouring a beer. No, I'm pouring it out, man. So I asked David earlier today. I was like, hey, what? I'm thinking about a seltzer. He's like, hit up the Sunny D seltzer. I couldn't find it. I went to, to Walmart Anchor. Sold out. I, I don't know if it's sold. But what I noticed was, and this is just as a casual observer, the selections for seltzers have dissipated. There was not that so. many. I mean, just based on on the big retailers, right? I didn't go to yeah a bottle. You know, I went to Kroger and to Walmart, and they didn't like you could get White Claw. So my options were White Claw, the Truly Mick, Mick, Truly Mick Ultra had a had a seltzer pack. White Claw had their uh, like their vodka tonic. Pack. Oh yeah, vodka seltzer. Yeah. yeah, vodka seltzer, and that was about it. Like there was high noon? nothing. Do they have high noon? No high noons. No Alani's. No bangs. No nothing. New. Nothing. <laughs> I was like, it did get. Not? Yeah, it got. It got a little. It was not too long ago when, when I was in the in the seltzer market, and it, they just weren't there. So it's also still a little off season for seltzer. Like seltzer is definitely a summer thing. I think but, for a lot but, of people. Bro, no, it's spring break. That's true. Who's you know, going to Mount Sterling, Kentucky for spring break, though? I mean, you're missing the boat. You could have loaded up and drove it to wherever you're going. <laughs> That's Daytona, <true>. Panama City, <laughs> Moorhead. I mean, just whatever. As you drive through. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. I saw, uh, I saw this story, too, today, and I meant to put it on there. But uh, this new app... The Kentucky Hug wants to change change oh, Kentucky yes. bourbon tourism. Um, the new immersed Airbnb. in the industry with his marketing role, family owned and operated Pegasus Transportation. If and I don't know if you got up there, but Pegasus is like a bus line, right? There are okay. tons of them. Um, and I saw it when I was going to the airport on Monday, I passed like three. They weren't Pegasus, but they were the like Kentucky Bourbon Trail vans. Oh, the buses. And, and, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, on a Monday? Yeah. Um, so Kentucky Hug, it goes live in June, launches as a mobile app uh, early K-Y next Hug. year. KYHug.com. Yeah, KYHug.com. You can choose your own adventure, build your bourbon country itinerary, and buy tickets to various distilleries on and off the official bourbon trails, and uh, all right there. Genius. Because as somebody who I've been during the downtime of – bourbon tour like where like you just show up on a saturday and you get a tour that those days are over those days are done but people like it's a legit massive tourist trap or you know tourist attraction here for people to come in and travel from all over the country to hit up 10 distilleries in five days you know whatever it may be yeah but here's the here's what i want to tell people like you've been to one you've been to them all the way they like you'll get the history of that distillery and you'll get yeah. the tasting, which I, I think is a big part of it is tasting all the different ones. But when it comes to them showing you how they make bourbon, it's pretty much the same everywhere. Yeah. There's a couple of places that are, are have a slightly different process. Like maker's Mark has a little bit of a different process with the, what do they call it? The not staves, but the, after the bourbon, they put in the, the, um, whatever the, the wood. Baby food. After, <laughs> yeah, there's a there's slightly different 
processes but yeah it's pretty much the same and that's why like i don't i don't really do like tours uh like for beer because it's all the same like yeah it's all the same hey we make beer um there's a few like that are are just you really unique experiences um for for beer and i i don't know for i think that the buffalo trace i think we both have been on the buffalo trace tour they do a phenomenal job dude because it's such it's so detailed and it's such a Buffalo Trace, the way they absorb so many different brands. Like, Buffalo Trace was just Buffalo Trace, you know? Yeah. And you had people like... An ancient um, age. Yeah, you had people like... Um, not E.H. Taylor, but fuck. You had the, the guys there running the distillery almost up until, like, the early 90s. Like, the original people. And you were like, yeah. still so Weller, and that was Pappy's distillery. And but what you learn is like, hey, that it failed. Like they basically fired Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the money just dried up, and you know, th- th- I've I read a lot about single barrel marketing and things like that, where that that came from, like Blanton. You you go to when you're at Buffalo Trace, you go to the Blanton Bottling Tour, but like their thing was they would just go pull a, a barrel. Taste a bunch of barrels, find the one they like. They take the barrel back to Blanton's there and just party and just drink out of the barrel. And that's where the single barrel, yeah. you know, it became a huge marketing thing. But it, right. in essence, it was just guys who liked the bourbon and wanted to take it out. They knew everything in that barrel was going to be good and yeah. went that way. So I don't know. But listen, I think that I, I have no entrepreneurial spirit, but I think realizing the absence of something like, the KY hug, the Kentucky hug set up. I'm surprised the bourbon trail entity itself didn't do something like that to yeah. capitalize there. I, I think that there's already some, cause this, does this include like lodging and stuff too? I didn't read the whole article, but um, yeah, like you book everything on this. Okay. I think that the biggest thing is that, yeah, bringing everything to one, one space, one place, making it kind of an easy, one-stop shop for everything. Um, yeah, I, it sounds like a cool idea. So, yeah. What about uh, Maker's Mark Keeneland? We got Keeneland bottles. Yeah, which I yeah, I don't know if it's a good timing because we're just getting the Kentucky Derby bottles. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say this. I've been to Keeneland and I've been to Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Keeneland is a 10x better experience than the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, the Derby's uh, Derby is a televised thing. Yeah. Like you hear about the wild stories of the infield and in the stands it's just rich people. That's like really rich people. <laughs> yeah. Um I've been to but I've been to Keeneland where it's been like you can't move. Like there's that yeah. cuz they cuz they sell there's not really an infield at Keeneland. Mm-mm. Um but they sell like standing room tickets. The and best you, part of Keeneland, in my experience of going to Keeneland, tailgating, tailgating, yeah, tailgating, and I'm I'm a month away from finding out if I get my season tickets to UK for football. For football, J- well, just is in uh, Alabama, right? Is playing there, Alabama's right? coming? Yep. All right, if Alabama comes, I'm going to that game. What day okay. is it? I don't know. Let's look it up. I'll come. I'll come down with you. We'll drink uh, bourbon all day. Hootie poles. Oh. And, One uh, thing I wanted to touch on that you put in here that 
as an outsider, you you more so in, entrenched in the culture than me is. We just we just came out of WrestleMania weekend, yeah. And the big announcement was Endeavor, who owns the November UFC, 11. is uh, is buying WWE. Yeah. And the the and I don't know what that means for for the wrestling business, but I what I do know for me that has brought my attention is the resurgence of Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and his new look, <laughs> his mustache, his mustache, he, yeah. It's wild a, because because six months that, ago he's done. He, like he's in, wrapped up in a sex scandal. Did the yeah. same thing Donald Trump did, like hush money for you know you don't tell people that I boned you yeah. in the office. No telling how many secretaries he's ran through. Like poor Linda, right? Yeah. I mean, failed Senate bid. She got shithead uh, husband. I think she got. Didn't she get put through a couple tables before? And oh yeah. But you know what I mean? Like you, by all indications, it's just me on the outside as casual seeing that, you know, Hunter's changing the direction, the creative's getting a little better. And then from all accounts I hear after, you know, the raw after WrestleMania is usually big. They usually bring somebody back. There's new stuff's about to happen. You're, you're pushing into the new year, new storylines. And it sucked for basically it's wild because like and they say Vince had a full like Vince was in charge of yeah. the Raw like that quick. Even then, the second night, so WrestleMania was two nights, and it's been two nights the last couple of years. But typically, WrestleMania is seen as like kind of the end of end of the year, and then they start new storylines. Yeah, that's yeah, the breakoff point. Yeah, so it's it's you know the the culmination of of a year's worth of 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 you know stories and whatever, and then they start fresh on the the Raw after WrestleMania. And this year it was just, they just were like, oh, no, we're just going to rehash all these, all the same feuds that's already been going on. And it's quickly become stale within like, I mean, they were on 48 fire, hours. not even, they were on fire. I mean, and then just immediate hard stop. And it's crazy because they have to see that that is going to affect like the, I don't know. But so Ari Emanuel is is the this the owner CEO? He he was good in entourage. Uh, yes, <laughs> um, but Vince will be the executive chair of WWE, and it's crazy because the whole thing now is like WWE and UFC are following it seems like parallel paths with like Dana White being kind of this like Teflon leader, um, and he and like and that's becoming the story when it's like really the story should be the product. When, and and not the people that are kind of behind the product and it's making it so a lot of people are turned off yeah other than like the true 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 hardcores that are never going to turn it off it's yeah i don't know it, it seemed like it was a good i mean they got so much great publicity out of this snoop dog dropped the people's elbow come on now logan paul doing wrestling um like bad bunny the the biggest uh recording artist in the world right now is is you know connected to wwe and yeah for them to just go and and uh all that is <laughs> on turn on it on on a on a brink um but, i don't know uh, i can't tell if i like cody rhodes or not i don't know the whole roman reign i don't know any of that backstory but i know yeah and shout out to ken doll 
everybody that uh, streamed WrestleMania live on TikTok. I watched quite a bit of it. <laughs> like, how does that not get reported, or does it? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's on like Peacock too, so it's not like it's. I don't know. I'm. Cu- I'll be curious to see like if how if if UFC or like which direction they kind of go because WWE kind of went. Do the, we have like, crossover stories? Does Conor McGregor? Oh yeah, definitely lose to to Chandler and then he's challenging. You know, he's telling everybody Becky Lynch is his sister yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely think we're going to see some crossover, but I, I think crossover. I'm curious to see like which direction they go from like a streaming standpoint, because WWE network was kind of absorbed into Peacock and all, including all the pay-per-views. And now UFC is on ESPN and you got to have ESPN plus and then pay each individual pay-per-view, like which way do are they going to go? Do people do that or, or is the streaming right scene still a big thing? The illegal uh, streams, is that still a thing? I think it's still, Yeah. I think I I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched UFC pay per view in years. Now, there's nothing, and I say <laughs> this with all due respect. There is nothing about the UFC that interests me right now. Yeah, the only Nate the Train even, on fire. Yeah. Nate the Train, yeah. the The only thing that interests me too is like I I like seeing the guys that like are kind of on the come up, like Jarrell Hodge, just fought mm-hmm. in LFA, won the LFA title that was on UFC Fight Pass. So I'm more apt to watch like a UFC Fight Pass. Bro, I've had 37 UFC. free trials of UFC for bypass. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I mean, that I don't know. It, it is it is wild. The whole, con- I mean, and you and I both kind of come from from that world and we're still connected to it. And like, yeah, that's the, I mean, th- this is a show about beer and bourbon. And the, the thing I most get asked about is like, why do you guys not talk about MMA? And we do a little bit here and there, but. I had somebody listen. When's the last time we did a pure MMA podcast? Two thousand seventeen, maybe. Yeah, I had a we guy. Hey, like, hey man, you, you still doing your MMA podcast? I was like, mm, no, six years ago. He's like, oh man, I was wanting to listen to it. I was, what do you mean you want to li- like? Come on, dude. What do you mean you want to listen to it? Oh, well, you know. He's like, oh, and then he follows. He follow, oh, I was looking for some people to sponsor. I was like, bro, I don't know sponsor. anybody that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know anybody in the MMA world, but now I do do a podcast about liquor. Yeah. All right. So should I come to which which game do you think would be a better atmosphere? Tennessee on October twenty eighth, also potentially better weather, mm-hmm. and closer to or, your birthday, or Alabama on November eleventh. I'd say I'm Tennessee. Think of Tennessee. I'm thinking. Tennessee. I think that might be uh, that might be the game. Even if I don't get season tickets, I'll, I'll try to round us up tickets for it. Get in the blue lot, baby. Be top notch. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I was like, wait, I'm looking at the oh, room. Did you like, hear that? Is... No. This, this fucking wind, bro, is nutso. I was trying to see who Ohio State plays on those days. It doesn't matter. Ohio State plays Wisconsin on. October 28th in Michigan State on November 11th. I'll probably come to, if you get the the season tickets, Tennessee, I'll probably come to that game. Yeah. But see, we're getting to, so the the package deal, I'm I'm in it with my boy else. We're just just getting two actual physical tickets to the game. Well, I'll get tickets. I'll scalp tickets. Bro, I'm of a firm belief that you don't even need to go into the stadium. Like, you can have just as much fun in the parking lot. 
I want to go. I want to go in the stadium though. It's a good. I mean, it's a fun time. I went a couple times last year, but season ticket. Season tickets. If you want to, if you want to help get your boys, I wear blue. Yeah, you are. No. Yeah. You can wear orange. No. Crimson. I'll just wear a shirt that says sports. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like uh, I'll be like Rob Lowe. Wear an NFL hat. One of my best friends. He he says he only listens to two things. He listens to KSR, Kentucky Sports Radio. Yeah, shout out Matt Jones. Matt Jones. His name, yeah. And he listens to mine and Abby's podcast. That's the only two podcasts I listen to. And we're going to so get like, Matt on here. Let's get Matt on here. I bet, you know, he. we probably could. But anyway, I was like, I'm intrigued. You know, if this interests you, let me listen to it. Bro, it's dog shit. What is? It's, uh, it's KSR. Oh no! Well, I guess now we're not going to get him on. <laughs> Matt, uh... come defend yourself. But listen, the way the the organic growth of KSR has been amazing to see. Yeah, but but it's not my thing. You know, I I, I don't mean to poo poo on it, but it's just not my thing. Yeah, you know, um, is it like traditional? I don't, I don't even know what I don't listen it, to. It's it. bro, they get like all the coaches call in, like they've had senators call in. It's a, it's a good mix. They, I listened to an interview with Chris Jericho on there. They were covering like craft beer for a while. I don't know if they, you know, because because Matt Jones bought Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yeah, or he's part owner of Ohio Valley Wrestling, and he has a, a bar too, right? KSR bar. Yeah, is it in Lexington? Where is it? It is. I've been there. It was good. It, I will say that it was good. It's just a sports bar. It's like beat up. It's like a skinned beat ups, just yeah. skinned to KSR. <laughs> so they've got uh, the bla- the balls and wings. Yeah. Well, if you made it this far, we love you. We appreciate you taking an hour out of your of your weekend, your midday, your insomnia, whatever it is. Do us a favor. Tell somebody about this podcast because you've obviously invested your time in this, and if you found any value and have somebody else invest some time in this. For whatever reason, if it's to make fun of us, if it's to get some insight on the spirits industry, if it's to listen to our ramblings about whatever it may be, do that. Please. 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 (laughs) This is our plea. (laughs) It's not, you know, we, we make zero dollars off this podcast, but we just want, we just want you to be our friends. Yeah. Just be friends. We like, honestly, not that I don't care that people listen, but we, that's not what we do it. We do it for, we do it for the love of the game. I mean, we do it just talk to each other. Our our group chats yeah. did. So this we what started in we... in twenty twenty. We we were like, I oh, mean, we got to do something. We're bored as hell, and now we're like, oh shit, I'm busy as hell. But now we still make time for yeah, it. Yeah, we still make like, time. We would do. We could have done probably like five shows a week in twenty twenty. Hey, <laughs> shout out to all you uh, mfers that listened to the last episode. Like so many people listened. I was like, what the hell. Sorry, Where from? Text. Uh, it's funny you ask. I don't know. I didn't look at the locations, but yeah. but you and it was just there was no bourbon. It was just David talking about that beer and something connected. So we love you for that. Make yeah. sure you follow us on Instagram, Beers Beards Pod, Twitter, Beers Beards Pod, our website, beersbeardspod.com. and we're on Facebook, Beers and Beards Podcast. You got a busy weekend, David. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're doing this weekend. You're going to listen to this podcast 32 times in a row. 
doing some yard work. Oh my god! It's finally like nice enough to be outside. I'll leave you with this. Abby saw a very saw tiny garter snake, and she's like, "Oh, we got to kill it." I was like, kill "They, they can't even bite you. Those just things, those things just eat bugs." Yeah, I saw the rake. The rake will still be there when you guys move. No, it's uh, she's shout out to Abby. She's making a garden. That's her. She's on spring break this week. Her whole deal is making a garden. That's my thing too. So I'm doing. She's is she doing a vegetable garden or like a flower? Vegetable, vegetable. Yeah. Tomatoes, tomatoes, potatoes. Shout out Abby. So there it is. Leave it. Drop us a review. Follow us on our uh, socials. Blowing up on TikTok still. Yeah, I don't have access. We'll do another video. We'll do another video. Uh, Until next week, we bid you farewell. Much love. One love. (laughs) One love.